Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Hope you're having a good evening, sir. It's the last week in August. Like, it's yes. the last day. The last day. And it's August. Oh, my God. I feel like yeah. just yesterday it was April. I know. This year is like zip by. But, uh, yeah, it, it, here we are, September Tomorrow will be September 1st, and, you know, cue the Earth, Wind, and Fire song, you know. So I won't sing it, but <laughs> here we are, September. <laughs> I surprisingly know that reference because my mo- that's, like, one of my mom's top five favorite songs of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody knows. You got to know that song, even if it's between being referenced in movies and everything else. I mean, people you got, you surely have come across it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. all right. So, so you got some news this week, some good Star Trek news about lower or not some news. I guess because it's in the news se- section, I thought it was news, but now that I'm actually reading the full sentence, it's like, no, you already knew this was happening. But just yeah. to remind listeners, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks does return this week. Yeah, yeah. So first uh, episodes are actually dropping two next Thursday, September the seventh, and um, they actually and also dropped a new trailer and uh, poster today as well. So uh, big, big fan of Lower Decks. They have, of course had this past season the crossover with um, Strange New Worlds, and and of course Lower Decks is coming, and um, looking forward to it. Can't wait! Can't wait to start it. What season is it in? Season four. That's because I remember when you were first talking about this and it feels like forever ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, season four. And, um, you know, first I will say some people really, really like it. So it's, it was very polarizing, I think, with a lot of folks in, in the Trek, Trek fandom. Uh, because it does, you know, because it does poke fun of a lot of things in the Trek universe. So, you know, so a lot of the old heads just can't stand the show. I am, even though I'm one of the old heads, I, I love it because it doesn't, you know, it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. And, and, uh, and you really can't poke. It's fun sometimes to just poke fun at yourself and, and it does poke fun at the franchise and, 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 and do so in a way, but also it definitely has, you know, there's definitely been growth with the characters over the course of the first three seasons from where you saw where we first met them in season one to where they are now. So, so it's actually the show definitely has some depth to it as well. So, and I think that's what people sometimes miss out on thinking it's like, Oh, it's just animation. Oh, they're just, you know, it's just cracking jokes and that, and that kind of stuff, but it, it actually does have some depth to it. Hmm. Well, that's good. I, I, I feel like I remember you talking about the polarity at the very beginning too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but considering as it's gone on, I feel like every time it comes back, you're, you're always giving it high praise. So yeah, yeah. That is good. Um, in some MCU, MCU, I can't talk today, people. <laughs> like, I don't know what is it, what, it, what it is with me, but sentences and words are hard for me. So luckily we don't have that much to go through tonight. So this too shall pass. But anyways, um, the current rumor is for the Marvels, the runtime will be only an hour and 38 minutes. 
20 minutes of previews. So it's <laughs> technically a two hour movie. <laughs> just under, just a hair under two hours. <laughs> just, just, oh, this is the runtime. Yeah, the two hour, the 20 minutes you're just sitting there like, when is the movie going to freaking start? My God. Yeah. But I figured it out and I'm not going back anytime soon. <laughs> I don't care if I miss the first five minutes. I ain't sitting through 20 minutes of previews. <laughs> no, <laughs> lesson learned. Lesson learned. Um, I don't know if I believe this, mm. but just, just because Blue Beetle was longer than 138 minutes. So I can't imagine. And they have three, essentially three main characters in this movie. I don't know if that's enough time for each one of them to get like have a full arc. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's just it'd be I I would appreciate it. But at the same time, I'm skeptical because it is currently a rumor. Right. Right. Yeah. But I I saw this on the direct and inverse. So it was it was it was some pretty pretty reputable sites to usually when they have these types of uh, uh, stories, they usually get it right. So, um, so, you know, I'm like, I'm with you, especially given that films are, have like stretched to like three hours <laughs> these days and some films that should not be two and a half hours are, are, are these days as far as even in some of these comic book films. So if they could, t- you know, and we've talked about like how, Certain films could tighten things up and, and also, uh, if it is an hour 38, uh, you know, to your point about arcs, I mean, I guess we, you know, we did get a whole season of Miss Marvel and, 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 and we did get, uh, Photon and WandaVision. So we've kind of had the whole intro so they could jump right into the story and t- tell, well, yeah. tell, tell what yeah. they need to say. I mean, do I don't want to, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want an intro arc. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, it's kind of, I'm just, I would just be worried that we're not going to get a full story, I guess, from all three of them. They're not going to have their own story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe because it, it's going to involve them, um, inadvertently passing off their powers onto one another. Um, and so maybe it's actually a very simple story that they're telling and it's not that complex. So, like it, like we said, I I would appreciate like a shorter runtime for some of these movies, um, but I am I'm just skeptical because it's it's not the current trend these days. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. The um, yeah. One movie that we know will not be an hour and thirty eight minutes is the Taylor Swift concert that is going to. Um, be be seen on Netflix. Correct? Oh, it's not, no, it's no, no it's, it's in theaters. It's, it's in it's theaters. theaters. Yeah, yeah, it's Which yeah, tickets. Isn't tickets, a new thing. <laughs> it's not, but tickets went on sale today, and there are pre-sales are already like. When I looked last last time I checked, they, they were had already sold like ten million or so dollars in in pre-sale tickets for the released on October the thirteenth, I believe is when it's when it's uh. Dropping in most theaters, and uh, and I'm sure that number will will go up. But I mean, that's for a 
you know, that's getting into, I think I read somewhere where speaking of Marvel films and stuff, I mean, the Eternals, I think with their first day pre-sale was like 12 million or so. So I, you know, I guess my point is there is some excitement for this and the Swifties are, 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 you know, are definitely going to be buying a, a bunch of tickets probably for repeat viewings and for folks who couldn't afford tickets when it was in their city or, uh, or it didn't even come to your city. I, I can see where a lot of fans will, will definitely show up. I mean, it's not going to make a billion dollars or anything, but. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> <Then> again. <laughs> I, I don't, I will. I mean, yeah. everyone has seen the footage of the fans who, who couldn't attend, didn't have a ticket, but who would still drive to the stadiums and stand yeah. outside and pretend True. like it, it's just this, this concert itself has already made over a billion dollars. True. From True. what I understand. So I, a, I don't think it needs to make a billion dollars, but I think <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> considering the drought that we're approaching this fall in terms yeah. of movies, mm-hmm. in terms of um, must-see things. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the perfect timing um, and to cap off like such a thing that just went so was so viral this year yeah. um that it that it maybe does even half <laughs> like yeah. I it's, see. it's gonna it's gonna make think it's gonna be yeah. huge <laughs> it's gonna be huge you're right i mean that is true it's you know given given a lot of original other content is not going to be out there and, and it, it could be you're right the perfect storm of circumstance and also you're dealing with the fifties who you're, you're spot on. I mean, the, the, the enthusiasm is there for the Eras tour, so uh, it, it 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 would not surprise me if it if it makes a half a billion dollars or something like that. Yeah, you know, it would be like the best. Yeah, I mean, if it, if there was going to be a concert documentary film to like break records, this would be the one. Yeah, yeah, and then when when we inevitably get a BTS reunion tour, that's yeah. gonna break some. Yeah. Cause they did a concert earlier this, they, they dropped a concert earlier this year in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it didn't, it didn't do anything. Um, but I know people were really pumped. Fans of it were. Yeah. So yeah. 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 We shall see. Um, I'm not going, if, in case anybody's wondering, I don't plan to go because, um, I feel like I've already seen the concert through all of the different clips. Um, and um, it's going to be a three-hour movie <laughs> so, with 20 minutes of previews. <laughs> um, all right. So now we have the second episode of Ahsoka to talk about. Third episode. Third episode. You know, last week it just felt like one giant episode. So yeah. forgive me. Forgive me. This is the third episode technically of Ahsoka that we we're talking about. Time to fly. I liked. I'm trying to think about the ratio here. I like a good solid 40 percent of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, which I don't think is surprising to anyone who knows me and knows what gets my attention and then the things that I'm going to obviously get up and walk around and do something else during and just have it play in the background because I could care less. Um, and it's just, it's, and I totally understand this is an action show. The action sequences never do anything for me, especially because, and I cannot help but think this. They, these in particular just stood out to me as being very tropey in the sense of, oh, my God, like, let's wait until the very last minute. And then we quickly get out of this situation. And it's just I'm like, this show is called Ahsoka. Nothing's going to happen to Ahsoka. Sabine is clearly going to be on throughout the entire season. The worst thing that could happen is maybe something happens to droid. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I this uh, what there's no stakes here. Um well, I think to your point. I mean, it, it is Star Wars. So there's uh, you got to like you can't expect stakes in this um, in this show. I mean, I think it, it's telling a very straightforward story like Andor for example. Yeah, we know the end of his his story. I mean, we knew nothing was going to happen to Cassian, but to all these other characters, there were stakes because you just did not know if these people that were introduced throughout Andor were going to make it or not. Well, yeah, but I'm, ta- I'm not talking <laughs> about Ma- I'm not talking about the name characters that we saw like down the road. I'm talking about new people who. Who, who, who were, who were introduced. So, so I mean, you know, so I think it was, a, you know, it's a different vibe there. If, you know, just staying within the Star Wars universe versus Ahsoka, where this show really is not trying to be like prestige TV. And this, it just has a very straightforward story of, of what they're trying to do, which is one, find Ezra and Thrawn and two, set up for Filoni's movie down the, down the line with these characters. And, 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 and during the New Republic period that leads into the, to the sequel, which is also doing a lot of work here, cleaning up a lot of stuff that, uh, that, that didn't make much sense during the sequel trilogy either. So, man, that, that, those are some of the things that this series is trying to do. Yeah, but I'm going to still criticize it. Oh, yeah, I mean, and it's a fair, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fair critique. Something that we've seen a hundred times before, like, they could have done it in a different way. They like that's my point. There was, I, you're you're right to an extent where no, they're not trying to be prestige TV. But what is, what the heck is prestige TV anymore? Like, I just think based especially on the first two episodes, and knowing that Dave Filoni is the man behind the curtain and. He's come off very successful shows in the past within this universe. Mm-hmm. I would think I, I, as a person who watches it and sits down with you to criticize and to nitpick and to also yeah. just voice opinion, just ha- have this expectation of like, I'm going to call somebody out if I think that they are just just doing color by number, like paint by number. Like you you could have done it more interesting. It could have been a little bit, it could have not just come off to as a viewer, also a viewer who, who's um, a casual fan as much more of like, we need to have some action 
So we're going to like spend 20 minutes <laughs> doing this long extended sequence just so that the character, the characters who were on the path to get to where they need to be now need to like, they need to become in peril. And so that's what, that's the point. That's at least what I okay, took okay. away from 60% of this episode was just to set up for next week's episode. And oh, so yeah, that yeah. we have these characters who are now kind of trapped on this planet and with, with the, their enemies looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's, and that's a fair nitpick. That's a fair criticism because this episode, I mean, I did feel for me, it did feel like it was an in another setup episode not right. that not that and 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 i say that not as a criticism it's just it's just a fact there were just there were a lot of set pieces like as you noted with the them getting stranded on the planet that was just a setup to get to the next piece of the journey i will but to go back to the beginning of the episode where I, there were a couple of places things that i did like right even though it felt Think even though it felt like I've seen it before in Rebels, mm-hmm. but I think, but I think it did. It was important, but but what made it different for me this time was how it set up Sabine and Ahsoka's relationship, in that they showed basically how they how, why the training fell apart the first time when Ahsoka tried to, to teach Sabine. Um. And really getting into their dynamics. And so even though whenever Sabine and Ahsoka and Huang were like fighting there with the sticks and, you know, saw that before in Rebels with Kanan and Ezra teaching Sabine how to use the Darksaber, it was fresh to me in a sense that now because Sabine and Ahsoka didn't have a really, really have a relationship at all in, in, in Rebels, we, we, you know, and we, you know, and the first two episodes, we touched on the fact that the training fell apart. Now we see the reasons why things fell apart. And, I, and so that was what I did like about the first half of the episode. Um, uh, well, just just a question. So yeah. why do you think things fell apart? Uh, there are two. Two independent spirits. And, you know, and, and we see that to your point about the fight scene later, uh, both of them think their way was the right way to go. And, and, and it was a throwaway line in a funny moment where Hu Wang talks about if we'll get, you know, if we, if we survive to, to have this moment later. Um, but it, it, it established that at least the first time, first time around, neither one of them was, had their path. Neither one of them were willing to compromise to, to see where the other person was coming from. And and that's why Sabine just basically went back to La Fall and Ahsoka went off and did the, did her own thing. Is what so okay, I want to respond to that, but before I do, I want to ask another question. Yeah. In in Rebels, was mm-hmm. there any hmm, I guess I guess as a casual viewer who hasn't yeah. seen the yeah. past um projects mm-hmm. that are related to this why does Ahsoka think that Sabine can be a Jedi? I think this is one of the, this is one of the cleanup things that I talked about earlier okay. with Filoni, in that 
Filoni is democratizing the force again. Because in this, in the, 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 one of the big issues that people had with the sequels mm-hmm. is that you had this, this legacy thing, you know, and you had this whole chosen one comp, you know, comp, you know moment with, with Anakin and, and the Skywalkers and, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I think in Filoni's getting back to the roots of what George Lucas did want it intended to force to be when we saw back in a new hope where, you know, and even in this, in this episode, Ahsoka talks about how the force is, in, is it within everyone. Yeah. And some people are, you know, some people do have talent. So, you know, that, that addresses the Anakin Skywalkers of the world. And then there are also people who, are, who, who, who find it and, and, who, and come to it in non-traditional ways, like, like the character from like Rogue One. He was force sensitive and he wasn't a Jedi, but he was force sensitive. And, and like Luke, I mean, he, you know, he, it was dormant in him and he had to be shown the, the way, uh, Ezra Miller, Ezra, uh, Ezra, Ezra Bridger. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, I knew I was going to do that at one point. I just, I knew I was going to say Ezra Miller instead of Ezra Bridger. It's just, it's bound to happen at least once every episode. Oh my God. But I mean, there's this other, there's a history of like people yeah. who, who aren't like, you know, who, who aren't like the chosen ones because they come from a particular family line that, that could be, that could be taught the force if yeah. they're given the focus and stuff. Interesting. It's a hard sell. Um, to be- I don't think it's a hard sell. I mean, that goes back to the original thing. Where 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 it got all screwed up was in the prequel trilogy with the whole mini chlorine bullshit and yeah. sequels. Yeah, which and I mean, you kept referring back to Lucas's original intent, and he was behind the prequels. So those freaking mini chlorines <laughs> really yeah, screwed well, him yeah. over. <laughs> Yeah, well, he can't, you know, I think he over, he, he brought some stuff from his original drafts of the, of the story and put it I, in. I mean, people. I mean, yeah. to me, it's, yeah, yeah, like we don't have to dwell on this point for too long, but I think for me is, um, when you're dealing with this kind of genre type film or type, when you're dealing with genre, like, you have to, because it is fantasy or it is fantasy, you have to establish your roles. Mm-hmm. And then the moment when you start breaking it, that's when people are like, well, wait a second. What? Like, huh? And I understand what that there is beauty in that idea, that concept. The force is within anyone. You just have to be taught how to wield it and do this. But at the same time, that's when you're kind of um, going into that territory of, well, suddenly everyone in Central City who knows who Barry Allen is can have powers, too. So it'll make sense that everyone has powers. And then it kind of like, well, um, reduces the the power that was in that, like the chosen one character. Mm. so so i see pros and cons i so so from that perspective in my mind i'm just like well if she doesn't have the force like why there must have been a moment where these jedi masters saw something that told them oh it's just dormant and and like, but you said this is kind of a cleanup thing, so maybe we'll we will get that. I just 
I didn't know if there had ever been that moment of like, so, no, 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 it's there. She just doesn't know how to. I, yeah, I think I think with the dark, whatever Kanan and Ezra taught Sabine how to to wield the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some glimmers there. Okay. Where where she did, you know, yeah, and, and and Ahsoka even in this episode references that where. You know, her Mandalorian background does help her, you know, did help her to wield it. But whenever Kanan was trying to teach her in, uh, in the third season of Rebels, um, there, there were moments where she did finally like, did start to channel the force in, in helping her deal with the blade. Because it even, because even in the Mandalorian, that was, uh, one of the things that within Jaren, you know, where he just, you know, he, if you recall, I think they're in a book of Boba Fett, he was, he would have, he had difficulty using it because he was, the blade was fighting him because, you know, he was doing it like a Mandalorian would versus a force user would. And, and, and so Sabine did have, I think a few moments where that did happen, but, but nothing, but again, overall, there was nothing that would show any like, aptitude of being able to tap the force to the level yeah. where she could be a, you know a, a considered a jedi but right and yeah. i think i think that why why things didn't work out for them in the first time around is because they both of them have so much doubt and mm-hmm. we haven't seen that uh seen a lot of that with ahsoka however in like in i think the first or second episode she talks about her her former master and how she didn't even complete Jedi training. Mm-hmm. So, so I think what we're seeing going on with um, Ahsoka is imposter syndrome yeah. where she, she was, she, she sees something in Sabine wants to help her knows that Sabine can be an asset to her, especially in this mission. However, she doesn't have the, um, confidence in herself to be someone else's teacher of this because she feels like she's still incomplete she's not enough for it she's not a real jedi yeah um and then seeing looking around seeing everybody else like this comes so easily to them and people are telling her no you have it but she doesn't believe it so nothing's gonna work until she believes it herself yeah, yeah. And I'm glad, yeah, I, I think two, two points to that. I mean, one, you're right about that with Ahsoka because, I mean, that's why she was reluctant to teach Grogu. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then and with Sabine, the, the, I'm, uh, I was so worried that whenever they, whenever she was sitting there with the, in, in the ship and with, was trying to get the tea to come over to her, I was like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Don't make it so easy. Don't make it so easy. And they didn't. And I was so glad that they, they didn't because, you know, it, it would have under, un, undercut the initial, the earlier scene where they were training and she was able to tap the dark side of the force. But, but then Ahsoka was like, look, yeah, it's easy. That's, that's easy to get to. And, you know, but at least you're unbalanced. So I think that I'm glad they didn't go to the route where she was like, able to like get the teacup to come across the room you know across the table to her yeah because yeah 
I knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was hoping. <laughs> no, I just, you, you just never know. You just, I mean, Filoni's good. I was just like, oh, but you just never know with these shows. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I had, I, yeah, I had no, I was like, this, this episode in general, nothing mm-hmm. surprised me. Yeah. No, it like, was. Like, the, the closest we got, which was the most interesting. Again, I started off by saying I did enjoy 40% of this episode. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've already talked about the portion, which felt like majority of the episode that I did not like. Um, but, but the, I, I do like the character moments as it, as even though the teacup, I didn't, I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. But because we're not at the end of the season, that's when it'll work. Um, but but I still like these moments because I want to get to know the characters more. I don't want to. And when when people are shooting at them and they're they're trying yeah. to save the day and all this stuff, you don't get those moments. Um, so I still feel like there's a lot more character moments to have mm. um, to to establish. But I understand what they're doing. So yeah. anyways, um, one of the most interesting scenes um was the Harris scene with mm-hmm. the chancellors and Mon Ma- Mon Mathma. Mm-hmm. And um it just reminded me, I mean, so much of things that we've discussed in Andor and also mm-hmm. things that we discussed in the most recent uh, season of Mandalorian, where um we are we they are very smartly throughout these sh- well, Mandalorian and Ahsoka specifically showing why, why it happens again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, why it happens again. And, and then all that left be with Will throughout the rest of the episode was I'm just like, this, I know Filoni has Endgame in mind. I know yeah. we're headed somewhere. I know it's going to be huge and everything. But it's gonna, it has to be bittersweet. Because there, there is no way in hell this ends good. We know technically what happens. It's, it's, it's inevitable. And, and, and I, I don't know. Here's, here's a question. How long can they, can they plant these seeds without it becoming just like, okay, we get it. We got it. We, now we know where it's going. Like, like, I don't know, especially if it's now in two shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's too much of like, we get it. They are going to be their own downfall. They weren't ready for this. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. That's, that's a very good question. And I, and I think it does get to the point of, of some things that, when we do get to whatever we do finally get a, a fourth season of the Mandalorian and, and the conclusion of this show, there's been talk that come together in, uh, with that Filoni film that, that, that was announced, uh, so that, and we'll have a time jump. So we, yeah, you're right. I mean, how long can they drag this out? Because, I mean, we, we've, with all the things, especially like oh, when I think about the next season of Mandalorian, because we, you know, we've gotten the Mandalore reestablished. Um, you know, we've got 
the Jedi, you know, Luke's Jedi school set up now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's really not much left as far as in a New Republic period to show except for the rise of the First Order itself. Right, right. So, and, I mean, that, maybe that could be, that might be the season four of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um, right. Well, it's, it's, we know or, it's or, going or, on. Order film. Yeah, order film. Yeah. 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 We, we know what's going on and, and they can't stretch it out too much. However, everyone's like, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. I'm like, okay, so when is Ben born? <laughs> yeah. 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 When, when does this happen? <laughs> right. Cause let's see. It's. Because people have talked about how Mandalorian started five years after the end of um, Return of the Jedi. Right. So that's five years. I don't know. Why does it feel like maybe only one year has passed? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's definitely been. Well, Mandalorian season two and three were like 11 years past Battle of Endor. So. So, okay. so it's, so we're getting, and I think, what is it? Is it 30? Is it 30 years after Battle of Endor that the, I, ha, I can't, I have to go back and look. I can't remember right off the top of my head, um, between the Battle of Endor and uh, the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. but it's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. 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 Um, what? so before I, um, to, to knock on a tangent about, about the timing and the timeline and everything, but what were your thoughts on the Harris scene with the chancellors? Yeah, so a couple thoughts on that. One, I enjoyed Hera and, and talking with Chancellor Monmatha and the senators. I, I, the whole issue, again, as you rightly really set up with knowing that they're imperial loyalists that are out there still. And, and this is how they're putting their, some of these folks are putting their heads in the sand. Also thinking that one of those folks in, I think one of those senators is an imperial sympathizer and is going to have play a role in, in the downfall of the new republic. Mm-hmm. I don't, and so I don't know which one. I, you know, I know the easy, the easy person to point to is the, the one senator, the, the one senator, Senator Zoe, I think his name was. Who, um, was very vocal about shutting down Harris, thinking, and, and threw the shot across the bell, like, oh, this, you're just trying to get new, new Republic resources to go off on your personal quest. But I'm thinking it's the lady, the other lady, not my mom. Yeah. But I'm thinking it's her. So right. Some of her retorts and stuff were, 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 seemed to be like, hmm, I, I, she's saying, she's saying the right things, but I think there's much, something more going on, going on there. Yeah. Yeah, because the the other guy, you're right. It's way too easy to tell, like too many tells. Yeah. And also, um, based on Hera's assessment, he just waited out until to find out who who was mm-hmm. on top. Like yeah. he's neutral. He, yeah. which which is also a problem, especially for people like Hera who believes there's a right and a wrong side yeah. of this. Yeah, um, yeah. You have to pick a side and the neutra- neutrality just helps the the bad side. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, but another thing too, thinking back to, you know, tying it back to Andor and Mamatha and all these senators, I mean, a lot of these folks wore their aristocracy under the empire. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, for some of them, even though now they have new roles and stuff in a new republic and some of them may, you know, but may have been rebel sympathizers back in the day and, you know, and funded the rebellion. Cause, you know, we saw all of that in Andor as far as how Mamatha used her wealth to, you know, you, you know, work through Luthan to, to get money to, to the, to the rebels. Um, I'm thinking now some of these folks in there in, in the new Republic aristocracy with, you know, are, are probably thinking like, you know, probably like, you know, after the, after the, think of, think of take back to the American revolution where, you know, you may have had, you know, you could have been gentry and, and had good things done under British, but, but now you're like in this new Republic and, 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 and you may not be getting as much money. And like we saw that with the guy last week, uh, where he was like, you know, get, getting paid, you know, is at the end of the day, it was about greed. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, I used to work for the Imperials, but you know, it's the whole military industrial complex. And given that they're mothballing all those old Imperial ships and, and, and the, the Republic is not to have, you know, have the strong, as a stronger military presence, you know, there's a lot of people probably pissed off now. So, which I think it also, you know, can also tie to Grand Admiral Thrawn because that was one of his big things in Rebels, which was to develop the TIE Interceptor and, and, and he had a whole, you know, whole in, industry on the fall to, 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 to build that. So there's a lot of like, there's, there's a lot of like economic things that I think are going on also that hopefully, you know, this show could probably address to, to show some of the motivations for why the New Republic is going to fall, not only because they stick their heads in the sand, but also there are a lot of people who can, can who can gain from from the empire returning. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get though a lot of that. Yeah. I think I think we might have bursts, but I think that the central characters of this are the the warriors, the fighters, yeah. not yeah. the political side. Mon Mothma disappeared in this episode but her show is really back on andor which andor is not occurring at the same time period i know that but they they are kind of doing (laughs) so crazy they're doing the same thing but so many years before because this this is like there's a pattern here there's a repetition Mm -hmm. here nobody's really learning um to the point where the the rebels really understand that, yeah, you can be a rebel. You understand the plan up until the point where you win and then you don't know how to rule. And then you yeah. don't know that also like after the fact, you have all of this politics and this economy mm-hmm. situation to occur. And and to your point, people people were profiting about um under imperial rule and they weren't necessarily sympathizers but hey they 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 were just there so yeah 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 one thing i did have a nitpick about the scene though with in particular with jason showing up which i'm glad they did finally have jason show up but this show has like failed multiple times now to explain they've, they've left out canaan <laughs> i think <laughs> It, you know, cause you have Jason show up for, so for me as a Rebels fan, I was just like, okay, 
you you probably knew who he was because you you know you you've listened to enough podcasts and 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 all so you probably put the two the you know the clues together that Hera that's you know Hera's son with 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 Kanan who was a for, for folks who I have no who, idea no idea really no okay. idea <laughs> okay well see that's my yeah so that's yeah so I'm glad I, okay so so Kanan Jarrus was a uh, one during the Rebels period. Uh, he was a Jedi who went like all the Jedi who, during that time period were, of course, underground because the Imperial had the Inquisitors hunting, hunting after them. And so he was part of Phoenix Squadron that was Hera's group rebel cell. And, um, yeah, so the epilogue of rebels that, you know, Kanan, spoiler alert for folks who haven't watched rebels, Kanan dies saving, uh, Ezra, Hera, Sabine, uh, on the fall. And, um, and then, but at the end of Rebels, they have an epilogue and, and we, we meet Jason, Hera's son. So, you know, for, for folks like me, it was a night, when I, when I did see him in, in the scene this week with them in, in the, in the corridor, I was like, hey, yes, you know, it's like great to see Jason, you know, saw, saw Kanan's armor piece on, on his shoulder and stuff. So it was a really fun Easter egg and just a great moment to, that we, we were wondering when we were going to get this character. But for, but see, for casual fans, I felt that it, you know, Hera's line, whenever she was talking to the Senator, the Senate committee, when she talks about losing friends who were like family, um, I felt that they could have, that, that, that could have been a good moment to like reference Canaan, for example, as far as right. her, her, you know, her, my, you know, she could have been like my father, my kid's father died because of, you know, or something. Well, well or something. yeah, they, they, Hera, There's, as someone who doesn't know all of that history, mm-hmm. um, Hera has not been given enough for a casual viewer to understand, um, a, like like you said, like she lost her husband, her her kid is now going to grow up without him, um, and so the, and yeah. arguably for all of these characters that are from Rebels, um, there hasn't been been a lot of um context about what they lost during the war, um. Mm-hmm. There, there's obviously something and, and you don't have to tell me because I'd be curious to see if what I understand by the end of the season about the history of everyone. Um, but there was obviously some kind of, some kind of thing going on there with Sabine and those. I don't know. I won't say, I won't, I won't spoil it for anybody, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something there. There are. Yeah, I mean, but and they do touch on it, you know, with, with Jason saying he wants to be a Jedi. So, you know, but but again, for casual but fan, that's just like as a casual viewer, I I don't, I didn't take away that much from that scene. <laughs> but I just, and that's like, my point, and that's where I think they, they 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 if they could redo it again, it would have added more gravity to what Hera was saying to for me as someone who watched Rebels. Mm-hmm. When she was taught, when she, whenever she was trying to convince them to, uh, authorize the mission to go to the, the Nib system. Um, 
I mean, and it was a it was a great scene, but I I just felt like for me, I just felt like it could have been it could have been more. Right. Right. And, no. yeah. and it's, it's and, a well point, well taken point. <laughs> yeah. And it, and even like, you know, we were talking about the training with Sabine and, and Ahsoka earlier and, and, and Ahsoka basically said the same types of thing, things that Kanan had told, told Sabine during her, whenever they tried to tra- train her years ago during Rebels. And it would have been a nice little nod there too to be like, Oh yeah, another Jedi told me this in the past, you know, just to, just to reference again, reference Kanan because he was such a critical character for not only Rebels but but for other other pre Battle Yavin stories in Star Wars. So that, that that's just my fan that's just my fan gripe nitpick for 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 that scene with Hera on the ship. Well, that's that's why this is good. This uh, show is going to be very interesting to talk about with you, Will, because you're going to have those biases, um, having seen these characters before and um, and watching them in this environment and what what Filoni potentially could have done to allude more to those stories. And then I'm looking at it from, uh, okay, make me interested in these people. Yeah. <laughs> Make me interested in this story. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, we, we got, we got both sides of it covered. Yeah, we do. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. And, and then as far as the last 60 minutes, 60% of what you were kind of nitpicky about, which, you know, again, I think that it's fair. It's a fair nitpick. It is. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is. That's the beauty and the the double edged sort of, of of Star Wars sometimes with with the with these fights, um, scenes and stuff. But I, I will say, but the showing the Pergil show up that was the that with the setup of given that this was a setup episode, that was a very critical setup moment to just give greater context for the map that we saw, uh, Balin and Elizabeth, um, uh last week as far as you know showing the connectivity between the galaxy so i'm hope you know so hopefully the fourth because we're already at you know this eight episode season we're already at episode four we're stranded on the planet now they need to start picking up the pace to get the planet Ezra and Thrawn to like answer some of the questions that we've that we've addressed tonight because we we've had all this set up and i i don't want it to it, it could easily get to the place where we're we're just spinning our wheels yeah. With, 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 with too much setup. We got all, yeah. So, you know, we got all the, I think we have all the critical components now. We got the Purgle, you know, as far as the space wells. We've got Sabine and, and Ahsoka training and now they're stuck on this planet. You know, they, they, the hyperspace drive ring is almost completed. So I think every, everything is there. So hopefully episode four, maybe it'll probably end with the hyperspace ring being activated and they are off to find Ezra and Thrawn. That, that's my prediction for next week. By the end of episode four. Yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping. And there and there's eight. Hmm, is that a bit soon? Yeah, it could because be. Because that means that you got four episodes. And and okay, so okay, what is your prediction as when we'll actually see Thrawn? Five. Really. Wow. Why, why, why do you say that? 
Uh, I think there'll be, I don't, it'll be, it'll be the end of episode five. Not the, not, not the whole episode. I think we, I think we'll, we'll deal with. Why? Um, so next, next week, I think we'll, you know, we'll get the adventure. We'll have a lot of Balin and Shin hunting down Ahsoka and Sabine on this planet, you know, and, um, Elizabeth will, you know, finish the hyperspace ring and, and they'll, you know, think somehow they'll get, I think Ahsoka and Sabine will get captured, get brought to the, um, the hyperspace ring. Will, you don't have to like spoil the entire season. I just wanted to yeah. understand why episode yeah. five. <laughs> I, I, I think, because I think the last three episodes will, will really sort of set the stage for, for, for the next chapter. It, the next chapter in the story, which, which what's is the next chapter? Thrawn reestablishing the remnants of the, the Empire, because I think they'll, you know, they'll go, they'll find them at the end of Episode Five. Episode Six will be exploring that new galaxy that they're in, so we'll get a little bit of that, and mm-hmm. then we'll come, you know, the per, you know, they'll come back to the, the Prime Galaxy uh, and start pulling together the, the remnants of, of the Empire. And, and then to like pull them all together as far as how the new republic is inept, <laughs> they, they will show, you know, they'll, they will, um, maybe they'll pull in some of the things from Mandalorian season three with those, those, those admirals and stuff that we saw, um, that them so, moving forward. Yeah. I think there'll be some time jumps and stuff, but so, I just think, I just think this, ep- this, this series is going to end with, with the imperial starting to rise again, the empire starting to rise again. Well, I've already started to, to rise again. Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, but the the figurehead being there to do it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. Um. So 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 there's this, and then there's season four of Mandalorian, and then there's the movie. Uh, there's also the Skeleton Crew show. Uh, that's the one with Jude Law. Okay. Uh, that's also set, that's also set in this time period, so, um. It's just, it just seems yeah. a bit, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm curious about, about the, sh- the rest of the, how, I'm curious about if, if the way you just explained how you think it's gonna play out plays out that way. Because that, which would be kind of surprising for mm-hmm. me, um. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to, I, I, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. I will, we'll just leave it at that because I'm, I'm very, I'm now curious to, I hope, I hope everybody's listening and everybody took notes. And so that yeah. if, if, and when Will's wrong, <laughs> everyone yeah. I, can I, give him so much shit for it. <laughs> I, could, I could be completely wrong or it could just be, everything could be, push that i'm already back and i'm already backtracking it could all get pushed back to episode eight <laughs> i mean that's that's where my money typically is i'm like we're, we're not gonna see at the most we see Ron in episode seven and it's ezra who we don't get until episode eight you know at, at the most but yeah. but then again, Will also has insider information about like where the pro where the next projects are, um and so and so they could they could be really wanting to no we got to speed this up guys we can't can't dwell, um which which I'm not mad at, 
Um, yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not saying it. If if we go at Will's pace, this could be one hell of a season. If we don't go at that pace, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a, and I could be wrong, because there's got to be, like, you know, there's there's many things that have still had to happen. Sabine figuring out how to use the Force, Ezra showing up. So, uh, you know, I'm already backtracking. Maybe episode five is a bit aggressive, but, uh, but I would, but at the end of episode five will be as aggressive, but who knows? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we, we definitely have five 40, more. So it's going for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it, or he could show up, and then you know they could do this thing where they focus back on Ahsoka and Sabine for an episode. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he has to. You know, it could just be that that tease, and then leave us hanging there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's already been such a tease that would probably irritate me more if they did mm-hmm. some shit like that, where I'm just like, no, 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 no. You, I have heard this name for years. Yep. Yeah, I've yeah. heard. And so also, also, if you're going to do this whole cloak and dagger thing where like, oh, he's here, he's not here, he's here. It just it just makes me as a viewer question like, OK, how how like how how big of a threat is this guy? Like, I don't know him. I know other viewers know this guy. But man, they this this character has to deliver. Well, yeah, I see that to deliver. And, oh, I- so I can see them kind of I don't know if how much confidence that they have if they're going to do some cloak and dagger bullshit. Um so I'd rather he appear at the end of episode 5 and the rest <laughs> of the season just be thrown. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's 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 what I'm hoping. I guess that's where I was like having a appear in episode 5 and then have these the remaining uh episodes 6, 7 and 8 just showing him just coming back and just like again, no one no one had from Rebels and seeing the tactician that he was and how just the marvelous strategist that he that he is just just laying the groundwork for all the things that you know that we'll probably see in like subsequent seasons of The Mandalorian and you know maybe in the Skeleton Crew show since it's also set during the same New Republic time period and and leading to Filoni's film. Which will be the dark, you know, like to your point, which will, will, will be the bittersweet situation there with, 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 uh, with, when we get that film. Yep. 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 Remember how Rogue One ended? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's where we'll be at. Yep. <laughs> but that is one of the best Star Wars projects there is. So yeah. Yeah. I stand by that. Yep. Um, well, I, I think, I think we did a lot with what little we had tonight, Will, and it was great discussion. So on this note, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yes, you can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and threads at Scene underscore N underscore nerd and visit our website www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>